three grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there was that one time. Aaron. Aaron. You're the worst. You are the worst. This is Jobbing Out. I wish it was off by just a little bit more because then AJ could do the initial what's what, ups yep. and then we could do it the got close responses. There. Yeah, that it got close. Really well. Welcome yeah, in. I decided to go early. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Welcome in. It is episode number 5954 of uh, Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, yeah. Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. That's an interesting score right Just a there. number. What do you mean score? It was a number. It was oh, a yes, number yes, episode yes, of the so show. 5954 was a number There's no dashes the in there at all. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and of course, the main event, 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 AJ Francis of the Washington Redskins. We did this hilarious bit earlier in the week where uh, Aaron sent out a message that said, hey, AJ, is there any show that you might not be able to make coming up? And of course, uh, AJ, you said in response, uh, I mean, I can make pretty much any show, but <laughs> this Thursday... This Thursday, I will be driving I to don't Charlotte re- for a show. I don't remember that being the response. I remember the response being more like, yeah, I'm good. I don't have anything on the horizon. <laughs> that is factually inaccurate. Is that so? I s- if I am went- I on the show? Uh, well, you are. You are on the show right now, okay, technically. So are you Are you going to be able to do the whole show? Can you stick around for I- all three segments? I could if you didn't already do the, <laughs> the first hour of the show. Or that not the first hour, but we already did half of the show before we taped this segment, which is exactly what it's happened. Um, he did say he had to do it from the car this week. So in fairness, that's what it is. But then he, did, then he messaged and said, I think I might be out for this week. I said, all right, whatever. Um, all right, we got a lot to do to this week on the show. We will, of course, recap the uh, pay-per-view from this past week. We will find out who has to uh, perform a little Wu-Tang down in Nolens. And uh, later on in the program, Flip Gordon from Ring of Honor will join the show. Really excited for the opportunity to chat with him. Did you tell me that he might be a flat earther? He, he might. Yeah, we got we to gotta deal with that. But he's, oh, why are people so dumb? I, I, we'll find out. I don't know that he is. We'll just find out. We'll find out when we talk to him. All right, um, but let's start by cleaning up what happened this past week. Our buddy Jamie from Mania Crawl was our guest picker for our Elimination Chamber picks. <sighs> I know somebody, there's only one person who got the men's Elimination Chamber wrong. Yes. So, and that person also was the only one to pick Bray Wyatt over Matt Hardy. Ooh. Ooh. So, Ooh. Uh, AJ, you're going to be... Uh, ah! Go Wu-Tang down in New Orleans. Ah. That's cool. I was going yeah, to say, gonna this isn't funny. Th- this isn't funny at all. Yeah, the, that's <laughs> the, the bad part about this is this is the one that the, the, the white guys are supposed to lose so that it's embarrassing. AJ's actually just going to go perform, which is what he does literally every that's weekend. That's what he's going to do right now. <laughs> I feel Correct. like we need, we need to somehow add to this just to make it a little bit funny. I mean, the bit was the bit. There's not a whole lot we can do about that. Uh, I thought you never lost, AJ. I thought that was the deal. 
I don't lose when it matters. Most. He, he, oh, okay. he loses every singing one. Is what it is. He does seem to lose yeah. a lot of those. Yeah, he, he does. He, seem he just to lose he wants to perform. That's a good point. Um, for what it's worth, uh, I greatly enjoyed the elimination chamber. Um, I know that. In a way, there was a, an amount of predictability to it. Predictability is not bad. Yeah, I don't uh, look. Nakamura can, winning was pre- winning the Rumble was predictable. Yeah, I think there was still an awful lot of. Well, we're but no, pretty it was, sure it, it was that, it was concern. Yeah, but it was predictable that he was going to win the Rumble. Right, which they didn't really build up much with this. But I still thought it was all very good. I thought the matches were good. I thought it continued on a path while still being a credible standalone pay-per-view. That's always the danger when they start sort of planning WrestleMania after the Rumble and like, oh yeah, we still have a pay-per-view, pay-per-view in between these two things. You know what I mean? Like, there's something a little bit awkward about that. It's like uh, Shinsuke Nakamura saying he's going to face AJ Styles at WrestleMania when you're like, ah. Wait a second. Guy. <laughs> guy. What we didn't know <laughs> is that he'd have to beat five people to face Shinsuke, in, in, but. In fairness. Um. But I, all in all, I thought it was uh, entertaining. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good show. Um, nothing that I think that I'm going to remember forever. But I, I, I enjoyed watching wrestling on Sunday night when I watched it live. What was crazy to me was that uh, the women found a way to have the match unlike the men have ever had the match. And not, you know, better or worse. It's just different. Like the, the whole Alexa Bliss climbing along right. the side of the cage thing. Right. Trying to avoid them climbing down, climbing back up just so that you can lead to the spot where Sasha turns on Bailey in the match. I mean, that was, that was just great how they did that. I agree. Oh, yeah. They, they used, out of the two, they used the chamber way better than the men did. Not even a question. Uh, agreed. Uh, totally agreed. Are you, guys, are, you guys, are you guys the wrestling version of Flat Earthers who think that they shouldn't have, they shouldn't have those pads on the outside, they should have the grates? So I, somebody po- I, like, it's funny because at first— Well, what- I, I pointed out, I, I like it because the grates are, are fucking insane. Like, that's just wrong. You shouldn't have to be slammed on that well, sort of I mean, shit. I, I, I don't disagree with that. I do get with the argument that, like, it... That's it's the, the elimination chain. Yeah, it's supposed to be the most violent. This one changes your life. It's unlike anything else, except for the next time we tell you that it's going to change your life in Hell in a Cell. You know, like, I, I get the argument of, like, you want it to be violent and all that, but I didn't... First of all, the funny part for me is I didn't even notice at first. Like, at first, I genuinely was like, somebody else that I was watching with had to point it out to me where I was like, oh, yeah, that is different. But I, I don't, you know, that didn't, it didn't bother me in any way. Do you, like, here's what I'd say. If they only did that because there was going to be a women's chamber, like. Supposedly they did that's it last kinda, year. I don't oh, rem- really? I don't remember that, but I, I don't remember it not happening either. So it very well may have been, but people were saying that, yeah, they did do that last year. Okay, well then, no problems whatsoever. No problems whatsoever. Um, it gets us, obviously, to Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, which we kind of expected was coming for a while and just wondered at different times if there was going to be something that would change it. I still feel like there are people that are wondering if maybe Braun finds I mean, his way back in. They made Braun the star of that match. Easily. Correct. Like, <laughs> correct. That, that, that is that's true. a weird bit if he's <laughs> facing Elias after being the star of that match, which, uh, you know... I'm, Nothing wrong with Elias. You're not gonna. You're not gonna sell me on that being a problem. I'm not selling it on a problem. Just Braun that, and Elias just at WrestleMania you, is a good thing. The, the star of the the pay per view before Mania was Braun Strowman, and for him to face Elias, little weird. Just a little weird. I mean, but Braun. The, the argument with the Braun Strowman's sort of the star wherever he is because he's Braun effing Strowman. Like, how are the you supposed? Same suppo- thing as John Cena. Right. Yeah. How are you supposed to not book him strong? In a match. Like, what, what, in what world do you not book Braun Strowman to look particularly strong in a match? I guess that's the question. It's like, is he that Cena level? Is he this supposed to be the star, or could this be used? Be, a lot of people want WrestleMania to be the thing that's 
truly push him into, okay, this is his star, this is his moment. So I don't really have an issue with Roman winning the belts and then pointing towards Roman Braun at SummerSlam. Oh, I got no issues with that either. Like, I, I, I think that works. Now, where Brock Lesnar fits in the picture, if he does, maybe he's running back to the UFC, who knows? Um, I, I don't know. And, you know, we got to see if there's plans. Hey, by the way, by the way, by the way, um, Roman didn't have a match this week. so He, he did not win. have the best match Great point. Week. Great point, he ladies and gentlemen. He cannot win this week. I think uh, there's one obvious answer for match of the night. What, what am I? Am I? Who? Seth versus Miz. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, that, yeah, I'm good with that. that both, was probably, of, both, of, both of those Miz matches were yeah. actually really I like the yeah, Finn I mean, one, too. Yeah, they really were. They were both really <laughs> the good. Finn one was, the Finn one was really good, but I felt like the Seth one was just better. Um, but That's fine. Uh, yeah. The, the, the Seth versus Miz match, so I already wrote that down as the winner. But uh, I will say that Romo absolute, Roman absolutely had the best segment of the night. Um. It was no, a great he, segment. He had a tremendous promo. <laughs> it was a great yes, segment. Correct. He cut a tremendous promo, and that was where we were headed. It's uh, it was interesting. I'm very pleased with WWE for going in this direction. Well, they, they had, okay. Like if if they wanted to make it where right. Reigns is the face going, in, they had two options. One, we're going to put you know put up Reigns as much as we can, try to get him over that way, or we can just drag down Brock. And you know, people wrestling fans have always had this little thing about Brock, even if you like him. There's that weird thing where he clearly doesn't like wrestling that much, and we've kind of felt a little bit weird about that. So to bring that up is a good way to do it. I think it's super logical. Um, it- Especially since the, the match is going to be in New Orleans, where that was the first, that was the last time that WWE fans actually turned on Brock. Right. Of course, obviously, when he beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, I have no beef with it. A lot of people will immediately jump out comparisons to John Cena and The Rock and comparisons to Roman with John Cena. And it's like we've done the part timer thing right. before. So I think. No, nah, but he did. No, nah, but this one was different than. It's right. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And that, that was, was important. Not, he's not just calling out right. the part timer, but he's calling that you don't respect wrestling. Correct. And, that, and I do agree that that makes this different and that there is more. And it that, also makes it better. Well, and I also think that there's an easy way for Paul Heyman to work with this, which is I don't give a shit. Like that's yeah, that's how that's this works, right? Yeah, that Brock Lesnar doesn't have to do what John Cena had to do, or what The Rock had to do, where they had to try to pretend like, no, no, I'm John Cena, I'm going to be around all the time. Like, no, 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 it's the exact opposite. Paul Heyman's going to come out and cut a promo next week where he says, yeah. You're right. Brock Lesnar doesn't give a shit about wrestling. Do you know why? Because he he's give a shit about... bigger than it. Correct. Yes. He's Brock Lesnar. And that's why this actually works for a few weeks, because you really truly can paint Brock Lesnar as a heel in the process, which is what he's kind of supposed to be as Brock Lesnar. Right. So I'm, I'm down with it. I love it. I mean, the, the bit where he's like, I'm going to go in the back and get yelled at. Like, come on, Chief. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> actually thinks you're getting yelled at. I can't fathom there's no. anybody on the planet that actually thinks you're going in the back and getting yelled at because of that. So I thought that part was over the top. But in general. Well, that's not true. What do you mean? Well, like, like Roman, that wasn't like that. Uh, some of the things he was saying were off the cuff. The I general know. idea of the promo was right. scripted. Right. It, it might not have been 100% scripted, but that would, you know, he wasn't just going out there. And right. He wasn't given the freedom to go say whatever you want. We're not going to ask you what it is that you're going to say. But all that being said, I'm not. It doesn't matter. Right. Correct. Correct. Irrelevant. Irrelevant. It was really good, and it set the tone 
for a viable Reigns let now. Will it get everybody over on Reigns? No, well, it won't. I, I think the one concern, if you're WWE, is that you take people away from Brock and you don't necessarily give them to Reigns. So it turns into they turn on the match instead of, you know, where you had the situation was people were going to cheer only Brock. If, that's only if you're an asshole. Eric. Well, okay, well, but yeah, there's 75,000 assholes this point definitely in WrestleMania. Is, there are a lot of assholes. I'm just, that's, I'm just pointing out that's only if you're an asshole. That's so fine. I'm dealing in the real world here. I'm not dealing in a, in a fancy land where there are going to be about 75,000 and assholes in the Superdome so in New Orleans. So then how do you cater to those people in this situation, Aaron? You, you well, I, I, I think, I think this is a... What, you're right. I don't know that there is a clear solution, but I do think you run the risk of possibly them turning on the match. I think that's the only risk. I like what they did here, but there is an inherent risk involved. That's what I'm saying. Mm, I, I do not agree. Um, I, don't, I would not be concerned about it to this extent. I, I really wouldn't. I do think that... I, I would have to see where the... Where is Raw for the next few weeks? Because that also plays a factor into this. Like, if Raw's in Philadelphia, New York, and Chicago, that's a little bit different than if Raw is, say, in, you know, Atlanta and, you know, Sheboygan and Helena, Montana. You know what I mean? Like, it's, those are... Let's see. We got Milwaukee, Detroit, Dallas, Cleveland, Atlanta. Those are probably about as good locations you can hope Cleveland for. Cleveland might be. Cleveland's maybe been getting a little, a little bit, sketchy lately. Well, because yeah. Cleveland has so many wrestlers. The problem with Cleveland is that they, they love The Miz and they love Dolph Ziggler and they love their guys, and so that's what, where it's tricky. But it's not as assholish. I'm sure there'll be some well, Chicago no, fans that sneak over to Milwaukee. It, it's not Brooklyn. It's not Philly. Correct. Um, so I do think that helps them a little bit in this build. And It's not Chicago. Right. Correct. So I, I think that, they're, that it's a better group of cities for them to be going to than the ones they could be going to if this is the route they're going to go. And I also think a lot of this is, is on Paul Heyman. I think part of Paul Heyman's job right now is you have to get Roman Reigns over. You know what I mean? Like, this is, it's, you're not working with Roman but Reigns. But the, the thing is, he did that two year, three years ago. And that's and true. And, and that's why I – yeah, that's the tricky So thing. it's like it's not his job because – at this point, people—it's just like then. People just are deciding for no reason, not well, for you're, like, No, you're right, so, AJ. You're right, but I still think they're going to ask him to do everything in his power because yeah, I don't. He's, and he's and he's going to do exactly that, and it won't matter. So why? To it, some people, to you're me, right. That There's, doesn't matter. There will always be a percentage of people that, no matter what happens over the course of the next few weeks, they are going to choose. They're going to go boo Roman at WrestleMania, and yes, there'll be more of them because they're coming in from all over the world and they just want to come be assholes for a weekend. There is no doubt that that is going to occur. No matter what they do, no matter how they go about doing it. Does it mean they shouldn't try? No, they should absolutely try. They should try like hell to continue. I never said they should try. I'm just pointing out that they did before and it didn't matter. You just have to do it in a different way. Like last time they did based on, you know, I respect you, your bloodlines, you have a great bloodline. You try to prop him up, you know, really transparently like that. You got to go a different tactic to it. No, I agree. I think this is more about Brock Lesnar and spitting in the face of professional wrestling fans and trying to sell Roman Reigns as... That entire concept doesn't make any sense to me, what Aaron just said. What do you mean? It just shows me how, like, different people think as opposed to how athletes think. You just said that... They tried to prop him up, prop him up transparently by saying he comes from a great bloodline. Why is that? Like, why is him saying a fact about the fact that he's related to The Rock and Rakishi and Yokozuna and all these and Peter Maivia and Rocky Johnson? Well, technically not Rocky Johnson, but yeah. And like, how is that? A, a, how is that like a transparent prop up? That's just a super fact. It's well, a fact, but but the idea is that if if this is Brock Lesnar and Paul, you know. Paul Heyman was laughing at Samoa Joe and Samoa Joe. He wasn't saying, oh, my gosh, you're so great. You're just not as great as Brock. You know, he, he's putting him down. 
you can't. I don't think you can do the prop up thing with Paul Heyman. It's not necessarily his style, and when he does it differently because it's Roman Reigns, it feels weird. But I don't. I just don't think that's true because literally six months ago we were talking about how, uh, or maybe it was a little more than six months ago when Brock had a match with Big Show, and and all Heyman did was do the prop up, and people were like, "Oh yeah, look, Big Show is enormous, and he should be hard to beat." You know that that is tough for Brock. That might be. Tough well, I don't know that Brock, we. Sorry. I don't know that we said that. I mean, there might have been well, other no, people. No, no, I'm yeah. not saying you said it. I'm just saying in general. Um, <coughs> I don't know. I, I I don't know. I do think that Paul Hammond is better as a dick. I think he'll always be better as a dick, and I think that that's when he's at his finest work comes when he's being dickish. So, yeah. I I think it's it's a better build to go with Paul Heyman the dick over the next few weeks leading up to this than it is to go the the route of. Paul Heyman loves Roman Reigns. You know, I just, I just think that's a better scenario for how to build this match. So, I, I, but that's the way I think about Paul Heyman. I think that Paul Heyman should be a dick because he's a weasel. He's that's who he is. Yes. That's literally the the point of his character is to be a weasel and to be a creep. And so, I think he should go about doing that. Um, so that's one. That's what we learned. We'll talk about John Cena more in segment number two. Um, after he came out and said, you know, we'll, we'll get to that. AJ, since you won't be with us for segment number two, do you want to make like an official prediction for what you think John Cena ends up doing at WrestleMania? Um, I think I, I think it's a triple threat match: John Cena, um, AJ Styles, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Nakamura. AJ Styles. All right, all right. We will discuss that more in segment That'd number be two. Sad. We'll just <laughs> look. We'll discuss it more in segment number two. Let's not giving anything away. Um, what else do we need to cover coming out Ronda. of? Oh, right, yeah. Ronda, that was kind of a big thing. Yeah, that was a big thing. Uh, awkward, it obviously. Was the, it was the main event. Yeah. Um, it, be, it was started as one of the worst segments in wrestling history and became awesome. Well, I mean, it was just not executed well. The segment itself, I think, was fine. Well, she, it just, been, she just couldn't. She that's was, what I'm saying. Like, I don't think there was a problem with the segment. Right. I think the problem was the performance. Right, right. The performance was everybody was missing lines. You know, she... she just didn't I, I, I mean, like... I don't even know if the way they positioned her at first, I wouldn't have even gone down that road with her, whether or not she could say. What do you mean? The, I'm so happy to be here. I, you know, I can't yeah. believe this. I just, I want I, her to I be had, silent, no... badass Rhonda. Make her glare at everybody. Make her a killer. Don't, don't make well, her. Well, her glare that... is good, and I would have her glare as often as possible yes. because it's a good stare down. It's amazing. She has one of the best facial expressions, like, ever. Yeah. No, no, no. I would, I would keep doing that all you want. Yeah, it was... It was awkward, and a lot of that was on Kurt Angle. I don't know what's true about, you know, like if he was actually battling the flu or anything like well, that, I or mean, if that was just a quick. Good in weeks well, I mean, he, Curtis had a struggle. I think they yeah. got to they got to think about his on air role. Mm-hmm. Um, we all love Kurt, and I'm all for seeing him perform every now and then, but he is struggling. Maybe that's why Jarrett's going in the Hall of Fame because they're going to replace Angle with Jarrett. Oh my God, I. I really struggle with seeing Vince McMahon let Jeff Jarrett have that type of role. I, I struggle with Jeff Jarrett going into the Hall of Fame, so. Mm, I don't really have a problem with that. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's it's rough. But, yeah, as it turns out, it's all good. It got you where you needed it to go. Like, that was the point of all of this, is that somehow we have to have all these people go into the ring, and then we have to come out with them ready to face each other at WrestleMania. Like, okay, well, they did that. It, it, weird, uncomfortable, awkward, probably needed to be acknowledged on Monday night, and it was. Um, still a little awkward on Monday night as there was still a flub line in there, but um, it, and we don't know where they're going with Angle. Whether like was is he was he forced? We, we're assuming he was forced to say that he made that up, right? That's oh, the, that's like, the point. Yeah, yes, okay. I'm assuming that entirely is that he was yeah. forced to say that. 
but I mean, the, the, everything has been set. It's, right. it's all set in motion. It's all very so, logical. Uh, Stephanie and, and Triple H are going to feel so stupid when they get caught on GTV saying it. That's right. <laughs> Tom Green finally oh. going to reveal that he's behind that Oh, my that God. Thing. That would be amazing. Oh, my God. That would be so tremendous. Um. Look, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I, I this is good. Like somebody wrote a column, and a, somebody prominent wrote a column about, or had a, a, a tweet storm about how much of a problem it is that you're, they're going with Ronda in this instead of in a championship match. And I'm like, that's the. If it's this the, is perfect. If it's the one that I'm thinking of, I don't. I think he was more saying it should be Ronda putting like being involved with someone regular as opposed to just okay. using the part-timers. This is exactly what Ronda Rousey should be doing. Yes, I, especially for the first match, especially when you're assuming she's going in there and she's wrecking shit. I mean, this like, is... she should not be in there with Nia Jax wrecking Nia Jax no. in her first match. No! That's terrible. This is perfect. This is exactly what you want to have her accomplish. She can look strong against Triple fucking H. Yes. She hip-tossed Triple H on Sunday night. She can look great against Triple H. And then figure out if she can wrestle, right? Like, then figure out if she can work a match. Right. And go from there. This is a perfect way to use her. This, frankly, I can't give them enough credit for the fact that they came up with this concept. Yes, is it a little awkward that it's Kurt Angle? Sure, but all along, Kurt Angle and Triple H seem like something that could happen. I do still think you have to build that up a little bit more in the coming weeks as to why there would be beef between Kurt Angle and Triple H. Here's my thing. Why couldn't they just go Ronda Triple H? That's what I want. I mean, I've heard that argument from a few people, like that they could credibly pull it off, and you're not wrong. They could credibly pull it but off. But then you're putting Ronda on a plane unlike anybody which, else. Which isn't a bad but idea. Then, but here's the thing. She's on the same show with Asuka. That's, uh, but then are you, you saying think, that Asuka's better than Triple H? Do, do, do you think at all that the SummerSlam main event isn't Asuka Ronda? Um, there's certainly good reason to think that they could be building towards that. There's certainly good reason to think that's where they're going. Yes, there's certainly... Look, I think eventually having... Uh, undefeated Roscoe? Uh, undefeated Oscar versus undefeated Ronda Rousey? Yeah, I mean, that sounds... That smells pretty fucking big, dude. Nobody's arguing. Yeah. Um, the only reason it wouldn't be SummerSlam is if they could hold it off to a minute. Right, but how do you keep them both away both from apart, each other yeah. and, you know, still relevant and credible? I mean, they have the... They have the they, they could do that. Well, they could move into different shows would be the best way to right. go about doing it. You could have Ronda it. spend a, a week with Absolution, uh, I mean, a month, two couple months with Absolution, a couple months with Sasha, a couple months with Bailey, a couple months with Alexa and Nia. All of a sudden, you're only a couple months out. We do keep in mind in that process, you have, now you're trying to protect two different people and, you know, like protecting two girls in a division where they don't do much. And now with co-branded pay-per-views, you know, sure as shit, they're not going to be doing a lot of secondary matches. It's going to be hard to keep everyone else looking strong in the process while protecting two different girls. Like that, yeah. I think you probably sure. have to accept. I, I'd probably move her to SmackDown. Well, I, either, to SmackDown. If, if you want to, if you want to save it for WrestleMania next year, then yes, I would think you would have to move one to the other show, or you've just got to burn well, it. Well, I, I guess here's the question: Which is the bigger match to them, Oscar with the streak or Charlotte? For Ronda? For Ronda, which is the bigger match. I, I think there's a question. In right, that. if you want to argue that Charlotte's more market, marketable yeah. here because she's a Ric Flair's daughter, because she's American, that yeah. she can do media, Asuka can't really do she's media. Because she's already main evented in one WrestleMania yeah. match. I mean, you could certainly make that argument that that's a more marketable. And that might be why it makes more sense to burn off Ronda, Asuka at SummerSlam, right. and then, then you can save up Ronda and Charlotte for WrestleMania of next year. I mean, that yep. might be the logical play to go about doing it. 
Um, anything else that we... Well, I mean, cl- clearly there were other things that happened, but what else do we want to talk about from what happened on Raw and from the pay-per-view? I mean, I, I guess you have... I, the, mean, I, mean, I mean, Elias is just still a tip. Elias is amazing. Yes. Elias is goddamn amazing. He's a fucking star. Aaron's got some issue with Elias and Braun Strowman being the program for WrestleMania, which is stupid. Elias Braun should be working together forever. I want a buddy cop movie. I want, in fact, a six-picture deal is what I want. I want them to be forced to do a Fox sitcom together, frankly. I want as much Elias and Braun Strowman as I can have in my life, and you not being on board with that is insane. What is your problem, sir? I just I want Braun to have the, the poster match at Mania. That's all. Fine. Fucking Braun Elias is the thing that we all get to enjoy and be happy that we're look, wrestling look, fans. It, when I'm there, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm I, going I, to enjoy it. Thank God I have this. Yes. <laughs> this is the thing that I get to sit back and just say, forever! Forever! <laughs> Do, I don't even have to say fight forever. Do anything forever! Just breathe forever so that I can have this, this in my life. This guy, Guitar this and cellos on a really pole match? Used, he really used a bass like a... Like a violin. That's on eBay right now. A a, a piece of the bass signed by Braun Strowman. That's pretty great. That's pretty great. I mean, my my God. God, Braun and and, and Elias is the thing that you never knew you needed in your life. Like, until three weeks ago, there was no world in which I even thought I might want it in my life. Now I have to have so much of it. (laughs) I'm so excited for WrestleMania and the fact that they're – like, this is the cool part about it to me is that I'll be actually disappointed at this point if they take it away from me and they go with Braun in the main event because I'm so happy that I get something that's for me over the course of the next few weeks. It's like they saw into my dreams. They knew I was listening to the Backstreet Boys and they saw this. And they said, now imagine if they had the Backstreet Boys performing while this match was happening. There we oh go. Oh, my God. I guess the question is, how do you just do that? Do you just do it where it's basically three minutes of Elias being Elias, Braun comes out, squashes him, and we're just happy because it's Braun squashing? I, no, I think you've made Elias look competent enough that he can stand and hang with Braun oh, for a bit. he didn't stand and hang. He ran. I, I understand that, but I think that you've made him competent enough over the last few weeks. He has not been a one-trick pony. He is not the Miz. Let's make that very clear. He has not been chicken shit. He has actually competed. They can make him... Now, ultimately, yes, Braun comes out over... Well, obviously. For no, I mean, sake. that's the question. Simply, do you make it a real match or do you make it a Braun match? I think you make it a match for a little while. For a little while, it's a match. Elias I think gets, it'll be an exciting-ass 10-minute match. Yeah. Elias gets some offense in. He looks credible for a little while. Every now and then, Braun reminds you that he's Braun. But Elias gets back up and he battles because Elias is legit, man. Yeah. He's oh, not I, a chicken shit heel. No, he's not. He's a legit performer. He's a legit competitor who just happens to also be, you know, this this weird asshole. You know what I mean? Like, I... Dude, he's they made a, a mistake not putting the guitar in the pod with him, though. I agree with that. I do agree with that. <laughs> that was a huge a, mistake. Yeah, no question. Um, How great! I, I just got a last thing. We I want to get off my chest. We already talked about it, but I just wanted to hi- highlight it again, bro. Miz, man, like he worked two fantastic yeah, matches after cutting a fantastic promo. I mean, yeah, correct. The guy is money, man, and if. I hope they, they they keep it as those three guys and don't make the Intercontinental title match the like eight man ladder right. match. I think that's probably going to be the SmackDown Women's Championship. 
I mm. think I think you could uh, potentially see it for both SmackDown titles that aren't the big one, both the U.S. and the women's. Well, but yeah, I, I, look, I love um, it. I'm with you. I think those three guys are great. Yeah, um, I, I think the biggest concern wouldn't be making a huge loss, but adding Braun and Elias to the match would be the concern. Yeah, I, don't, I, I don't know I don't why want, you would do it. I don't want that. I don't want it either. I'm just saying that's that's the concern. Uh, uh, just give me give me what I want. That's all I ask for. Braun and Elias walking together. You just want one thing. The rest of the card doesn't matter. It's not for me. It's I mean, I'm going to enjoy it, but it's not. This is the one thing that I want for me. This is the Glenn moment. And of it's going to happen right off the bat at seven and o'clock. I'm going to be pissed and drunk, and I'm going to sleep right through it. You're going to walk. Oh, I'm going to leave the dome. You're going to walk. Like boys, I've I'm had done. a good day. That was great. That was totally worth it. <laughs> enjoy your three hundred dollars seats. I'll see you, Pat O'Brien's. Like that's going to be my night. Oh man! Yeah, what's really going to happen is it's going to be the first match, and I'm going to be so drunk from that Maniac Raw that I don't remember anything about it. Somebody say, "Glad yep. did you enjoy that, that, that Elias Braun Strowman match?" We're like, "What? What? They did that? <laughs> what do you mean I missed it?" He's so pissed. All right. Um, anything else we have to cover from Raw? And from- do, do we think? Nope. Do we think it's Bar and Revival? Or, or is this building to something else that I don't know what it would be? Well, I think but- the, the club is still very much a factor. I don't know how you ignore the club at this point. At this yeah. point, unfortunately, I think that's a more likely place for like a tag team gauntlet match or something along those lines where they just say they're... I don't think there's anything right now that they can singularly make that that's that the thing that... That would be cool if they did a tag team gauntlet match and like the last team to come out was Authors, Authors of Pain. Authors of Pain, yeah. yeah. I was thinking something I like mean, that. I mean, just the way that the segment went, the time was like, you know, no one can beat us, no one... You know... Right. It seemed like they were, they were building towards something. I just don't know what that something is, unless it is just no, kind of their way. To, but authors of pain, authors would make of pain. The most yes, sense. I, yeah. I have no problem. That'd with be that. the most logical thing. All right, very good, uh, AJ. Since we know you got to duck out, you're going to be in Charlotte this weekend. Tell everybody what you're doing. Yeah, um, so I am going to the CIAA so that I can perform tonight, which is Thursday night, um, at the Palace in Charlotte. Um, it's going to be dope. Um, Trap Beckham is going to be there performing too. It's going to be a uh, nice crowd. Um, come out, kick it with the kid. I'll be, you know what I'm saying, I'll be in Carolina for the next couple of days. I'll be on Power 98 um, in the morning. So it's looking good, bro. I uh, appreciate y'all. Is it, first, you guys I, have a good show. I, I, this is, the, is there a blacker event all year than the CIAA basketball tournament? Um, maybe Freak Week. Okay. All right. Yeah. Black Panther pr- premiere. Well, Freak, I mean. Nick, uh, Freak Nick as well. All right, all right, maybe. But the CIAA basketball tournament is right up there. Well, they also in Miami, they call Memorial Day weekend, they call it Urban Beach Week. Oh, I didn't know that. I was unaware so, of Urban Beach Week. I didn't know yeah. that. There's also Black Bike Week at Myrtle Beach, and it is yes. it is wild. Not aware oh, of that one. Oh, my God, it is wild. Um, I would actually like to go. <laughs> I, I would really. I don't think I can get. I don't think I'm getting the invite to the cookout. Like I don't think it's <laughs> happening. But I would really like it if I did. All right, uh, get your plugs in for everything else. Yeah, um, so follow me on all social media at AJ Francis four one zero. You'll be able to keep track of everything I'm doing. Um, and yeah, just follow me on social media. Be ready. Um, and you know, hope you guys have a good show, you bastards. All right, see you later. He's AJ Francis, the main event. Vent, 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 vent. Oh, I'll let him do it actually, because we can just wrap up. We'll come back in. We'll talk SmackDown. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron Oster, and he's the main event. Vent, vent, vent. AJ Francis, the Washington Redskins. This is jobbing out.
They say you're only as strong as the company you keep. The U.S. Army keeps you in strong company. If you want to stand out, the Army can give you the training you need. To take advantage of the strong options waiting for you, visit GoArmy.com. You may qualify for up to a $40,000 signing bonus. Start your future today at www.goarmy.com slash impact. They're strong, then there's Army Strong, paid for by the United States Army. Back in here for segment number two. It is Jobbing Out, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, the main event, A.J. Francis, on with his day. Getting ready for a show this weekend in Charlotte. Maybe next week we'll actually plan around appropriately when he's available and when we message and say, hey, are you going? Anyway, I'll deal with that another time. We'll yeah, deal no, with that another it, time. It happens. All right. Um, back in here. We'll talk some SmackDown in this segment. I know we alluded to John Cena a little bit in segment number one, but let's get more into it here in segment number two. That is the main storyline that comes from SmackDown. After John Cena's promo on Monday night, uh, I had some friends that messaged me. He said, hey, what do you think? I called my shot. On Sunday night, when everything happened, I said, look, I, I honestly believe the best direction at this point for John Cena, it's hokey, it's dumb, it's stupid, but it's just hokey enough that it actually works. And I've talked about it for weeks. It's John Cena facing Jinder Mahal for the U.S. Championship. It's John Cena saving America at WrestleMania. That's the best. It's so dumb. It's so hokey. But there's the only other directions you can go at this point. If it's not a tease on The Undertaker. I was going to say, right? it better be a tease on The Undertaker. And that, that's totally it possible. It better be a tease why, on The Undertaker. Why? Because you teased The Undertaker. You got one of the biggest pops that Raw has had in... Yeah, but I actually love the fact... If you, don't, if you know that it can't happen, I love that you did it anyway. But then right? you're, you're like, disappointing the crowd for, to disappoint the crowd? No, you're not disapp- You're getting the moment. You're, you know it's out there. You know it's what's been discussed. If you know with certainty that it's not happening, I'm still good with him coming out and doing that on Monday night. I don't know. That That's a dangerous ground to intentionally totally disa- disagree. disappoint I, the crowd. You're intentionally disappointing. But you know it's out there. But You're addressing the fact that you know it exists. Because you floated it out there. You've had him reference dead men. You've had Right. Yes. So why would you... Had That's even, not the reason why it started being out there. It was out there before well, of course that it, ever happened. Of course it was out there, but then yes. you had Cena come out and reference dead men rising and stuff. You had him referencing all these things that really led to you thinking, okay, they're going with this, and then they Well, it might very this. well be that they had a thought that they that were still trying to make it happen, and, and, then, and then ultimately it just... It, right. It, 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 couldn't. Didn't, it didn't happen. I, I don't... I totally disagree. In, in I, general, I so, don't like the idea of intentionally disappointing a crowd. But I, again, there's two, you're saying that as if that's the primary concept of doing that segment. No, the primary concept of doing that segment is addressing the fact that we know that this thing exists, that we're not stupid. We know you've been talking about it. We know it's out there. We're not going to pretend like it doesn't exist. And in the, moment, in the meantime, we can get a moment out of it and then have John Cena do a bit of a turn and go back to being determined to John Cena. All of those things work for me. They're all good Frankly, there's nothing about that that's problematic because it's not as if he floated out there. Oh, I've got an idea. I'm going to face Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania. That would be dumb because there's nothing out, out that like that that's out there. Here's, here's why it's dumb because now you floated it out there, and even if you can't do it, now what are you going to do that even comes close to that? You, so what? That's the Who problem. Cares? No, you. The, the whole no, thing it's is a problem you for you. Promise and you overdeliver. No, you, you didn't promise anything. In fact, you said it couldn't happen. You oh, okay? Over tease. 
You teased, teased one time. You teased it. In one segment. So what's the match that Okay, you 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 did Mahal. I'm okay with Mahal. It's perfect. It's perfect for John Cena at WrestleMania. It's perfect for it's non-threatening. People will actually be into it. They'll want him to win. It's perfect. How do you get there at this point? How do you get there? Yeah. Uh, this is the easiest thing you've ever had to do. You have Jinder Mahal get inserted into the triple threat match that for some reason he wasn't inserted into. I was going to say, he has he, one show to do that, that now. That he, that's fine. He should have been in it to begin with. It didn't make any sense that it wasn't a triple threat match. Why they took John, Jinder Mahal out of it made no the, fucking the, sense. The fact that they're continuing to put people into the picture as opposed to removing it makes me think that they're not going to suddenly say, oh, by the way, Orton and Rude, you're now not going to be involved with that picture at WrestleMania. Why not? You can have an Orton-Rude one-on-one match at WrestleMania. They're not going to have an Orton-Rude one-on-one Why match. Why not? Why would you? Because they've been working together for a while. But it they, makes complete they just sense. cut a promo about how they don't care. It's not that they don't dislike each other. It's Orton says... They're I, facing each other in a match at and, your next and pay-per-view. What he, and what did Orton say specifically? I have nothing against you. I right. don't care about you. You know how you. quickly that can change after one match, after one thing you do in one match? You're being dumb right now because you don't like it or because you don't think no. it's what they should do. That's so effing easy. It it, it hurts Orton me. Rude is... It's not a mania match. Then what is? I, I can list ten matches. Name that something that Bobby Roode is going to do at WrestleMania that's better than that. That's that's better than that? A six-man ladder match for the U.S. title. That's stupid. Well, that's that's just throwing happen. everybody in a match for the sake of saying it. It's not better. You're just saying something. Well, that's what, not what, are you, what are you taking off the card to put on there? What do you like, mean? I'm they, not they taking anything off the card. Have, they They're going to have 100 matches on the card. When's the last time they had a random singles match that All didn't have the it? time. When? Literally. At Mania. When do they have random it's not random. Low, it's two guys profile. that have been working in a program together, and one of them happens to be Randy Orton. Hold on. You're being stupid oh, right now. But when's the last time they had a, just a match like that? They just had a match? Yeah, just just a match. Like, not involving a part-timer, not involving this. Like, that involves two guys who, you know, aren't Brock Lesnar, aren't Triple H. Randy, aren't... You're, you keep trying to dismiss this if it's not Randy Orton. Okay, fine. When's they the want last... Randy Orton in a primary spot on WrestleMania. So why are they having him in a singles match against Bobby Roode? If that, if they want him in because a primary Bobby Roode spot... is an up and coming star on the show, because Bobby Roode is somebody okay, they want to push if, moving if, forward. If is... Because Bobby Roode beating okay. Randy Orton at, at WrestleMania would be a big you're... fucking deal. Okay, and why wouldn't it be bigger with the U.S. title? It if, it's about, be bigger if it's about... than the U.S. title. Yeah, I guess here's here's the argument would be if you're going to do a kind of random singles match, it makes more sense just to have Cena defend America against Jinder Mahal in a random but singles match. You haven't match built that... that up. John Cena has a history with the U.S. title. He started the U.S. Open Challenge. All of it makes way more sense if he's going after the U.S. championship from Jinder Mahal. That makes so much more sense, and I don't know what this bit is that you're doing. I'm not saying any of this is going to happen, okay. but the notion that any of this isn't exactly the way that it should be is, say- is insane. John Cena is Mr. U.S. Championship. Oh, I, I understand that. John, C- I have no problem with John Cena versus Jinder Mahal or John C- I don't know if I like Jinder, uh, John Cena for the U.S. title right now. I don't Why? know. Why? I just... He was the one that made the U.S. Championship worth something. That. I understand that. Oh, my God. This is a weird bit that you're it, doing right I, now, I, dude. I'm just not feeling it. I'm just not feeling it. That's what it comes down to. I'm not feeling John Cena for the U.S. title. Quite frankly, and that's the problem, is that everything at this point feels weird for John Cena. Everything I mean, feels weird for John Cena. Right I guess, now. but that's he's John Cena. It's fine. This makes so much more sense than anything else because it's actually something you can get behind. You can well, get okay, behind well, let's, John let's, Cena let's, going into WrestleMania. Let's talk about one of the rumors. It, is it better than Rey Mysterio? I, I, I no interest. I'm, it's, it's fine. We, that's another one that that for me I was like, okay, that match intrigues me, but 
it's weird. How the hell are you going to build that match? Like, that's a strange one. Um, I mean, I, I don't know if I buy it. I, I, it's, it's a big deal because it's John Cena and Rey Mysterio. So I don't really care. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care how you build it because it would work just fine. This is it, – it, it doesn't make as much sense as, say, Randy Orton versus Bobby Roode. <laughs> I, but thought, I, I don't think that John makes Cena, sense. But I, which is, you say I, they're working, such a dump. You they say are they're working. working with each other. No, they well, have no, a match on, at the next pay-per-view. They have a match, but let's be clear. The match was made by fucking Jinder Mahal. Like, That's Jin, fine. The, the feud was more, they were both feuding with Jinder Mahal. Right, which and is they why it never made sense for Jinder Mahal to not be in the match. I agree with you there. And Jinder <laughs> Mahal should be in the match, should win the U.S. championship, and somehow within the match, suddenly Bobby Roode and Randy Orton realize they don't like each other. That's so easy. It gets Bobby Roode to turn heel, which is what he should be. Does it get him to turn heel? I yes. Guess, I guess you do it in a scenario. Right now, Randy Orton is way more heel than I Bobby Roode. I understand that, but that doesn't make as much sense as Bobby Roode going heel. Well, nothing Bobby Roode going yes, heel, heel makes, makes Yes, complete sense. Of course it does. So you have Bobby Heel work a program with Randy Bobby Orton. Heel. Bobby Heel, I like Bobby Heel. <laughs> I like Bobby. You have Bobby Roode work a program with Randy Orton. Yeah. You have Bobby Roode act like a dick and act like a heel for a month to face Randy Orton at WrestleMania. Have him go over Randy Orton, and you have Bobby Roode strong heel coming out of WrestleMania, and it's all perfect. And you are a weirdo. You are a strange person for not seeing how all of that makes complete effing sense i don't know this bit it, i don't get you i don't know what you're doing god bless i wish you nothing but the best in the world but this is stupid this bit that you're doing right now it is real weird all of that being said it's all not gonna of happen. that being said yes i still don't think it's the most likely scenario for what's going to happen i still think they want john cena and something i don't know if they care about whether or not jinder mahal looks like a strong heel coming out of wrestlemania but it would be good to have jinder mahal work a program with john cena to keep him as a strong heel all of this stuff is good it's good for the stars that you have on your program that are going to be around full time and those are the guys that you should care about well right yes now. Yes. Those are the guys that you should be trying to think about what could be best for them. And Jinder but Mahal. But when have they done that? Not always. Not, not all often. The time, not often. But they have the ability to. <laughs> they do have the ability to do it. I get it. It's still, if I had to bet, going to be John Cena, Undertaker, or John Cena, Rey Mysterio, or John I, I Cena, whatever. I, I think this is a big swerve. I, that would seem to make the most sense of everything is that, that that's the direction they're like going you, to go. You, you but teased John it, Cena so now, under, now Undertaker could show but, up and say, fuck what people, you know. Right, like, but there's no world in which John Cena Undertaker is better for anyone other than, I guess, for money reasons than it is John Cena versus Jinder Mahal. Apparently people – by the way, well, I would on, not well, judge it on, off hold that. On, hold on. If, if John Cena – Obviously, put, putting Cena into you know putting anybody with Cena is good, but we've also said putting someone against Cena going into Mania for the sake of having a Mania program has hurt them in the past. Bray Wyatt, Rusev, they you fall into a pattern when you go up against Cena and you lose. Um, I don't disagree with that necessarily. So I, don't, I, 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 I hesitate to say it's good for gender. Well, to it's be going better than Cena. anything else that you're doing with gender. Well, Mahal. because yes, by default, putting him on Mania is. Better. I mean, it's there's not a there's no argument there. This is better for Jinder Mahal unless than where unless you're going to have him booked to win the U.S. title at Mania. I mean, I guess I guess that would be good, but I, you know, I, I think it should be Rusev getting in there. But well, you know. I think there's a lot of things they should be doing with Rusev that they're not doing. 
Um, and again, I would also be warned. The pop on Tuesday night or on Monday night is also just by mentioning the name The Undertaker. Okay. Like you mention the name The Undertaker, yes. you're going to get a massive pop. I don't know if that's proof that there are millions of people that want to see the John Cena Undertaker match. I know that there are more. Wrestling fans have no interest. It's the average person that right. says, I've heard of these two people. Let me see something that they do. Wrestling fans say, no, no, no. I don't need to see The Undertaker face anyone at all. It doesn't make a lick of sense. Um, this, this match is completely illogical. Why would John Cena be facing The Undertaker outside of the argument? Well, it's the one thing he's never done, right? Like, I he's think done that's, everything. A good, that's a good argument, actually. It's fine to some extent. That's fine. I, it doesn't. It's the one thing both of them have never done. Fine, but it's not missing from the Undertaker's career. The Undertaker needs nothing; does not need a win over John Cena. There's no world in which you say. Oh, I, I, but if he's wrestling, it, it should be Cena, I guess. Yes, I guess. I, I guess if it's his last match, I would argue that I, I actually would default to the what we talked about before, where I would say I would prefer it to be Kane. Kane, right? Match. Oh, yeah. If you if you're saying it's just almost a double retirement match right, for the two of them, along, yes, then obviously, but lines. that's not happening. Um. So there's that. That's what's out there now. The only concern that uh, that also gets brought up is some thought that they would s- sort of flip everything and, and let and him put win. him into it and and have like a triple threat or just let him win the title. That's what let, I'm saying. Is, is is you have him and then AJ also because he's entitled to rematch, rematch clause, sure. so you make it a triple threat. I don't think they're pulling AJ out of the title picture altogether. I mean, I, I, the only reason you would do that is if you were setting up something with Brian and McMahon. Like, like, finally, right. he gets and that's the one of the things up. that's been out there is the idea that John Cena would replace Daniel, like he would wrestle on behalf of Daniel Bryan in in against Kevin Owens or whatever. That that could be one other option for John Cena. I'm actually okay with that. I'm okay with that. I guess it's, I, it's better than Owens Zane facing each other at this point because the way they're setting no, I, it up. There's I no, disagree with that. Well, again, we we've talked about this ad nauseum. Uh, I just think that the way they're setting it up. If they're splitting up, it's because Sammy refuses to lay down for Kevin Owens, and that's a face thing to do, and I just don't want to see that go back, just go back to status quo. Oh, you think it's better with heel Sammy Zayn. Yeah, I hear you on that. All right, uh, elsewhere. So all of those things are out there. We'll see what happens with John Cena in the coming weeks. Again, look. It's got goddamn. Never mind. I'm just moving on. I'm just moving on. It's just going to end up pissing me off. The fact that they just keep adding more and more people. Now, this at least this time he faced AJ Styles. AJ Styles can't really be pissed off about the fact that like you had the chance to. Right. The bigger issue is that there's four other people in the match that seem to not be all that concerned about whether or not John Cena was going to be in the main event. Right. That there are four other. Well, but no, but they were watching the TV intently. Right. Four <laughs> other people. That could have, say, come down to the ring and done something about it that probably don't want John Cena to also be in their championship match. You'd think just a little bit. I would think that any of those four people (laughs) would say, my odds are better in a five-person match than they are in a six-person match. Especially if that six-person is John Cena. correct. I don't know if you guys noticed. He wins a lot. He he does. he didn't win the Elimination Chamber, but he wins a lot. He he just beat AJ Styles. He did. He just beat AJ Styles in a singles match on SmackDown. You would think that maybe one of those people, particularly the ones that have no problem effing anything (laughs) up, there's two guys that have no problem Maybe. screwing anything up in the entire company, and yet for some reason they felt no need to get involved in a match <laughs> well, you that could have kept they the were, sixth person from – that happens to be John Cena. They were tired from there. Is that what it was? Yeah, they, were, they were all tired, that which is why a, they couldn't run out till the end. It was and a pretty loose plot point there. It, it was pretty loose, and then it, it got – then having them all run out at, at the end. Right, at the end. Well, and now that we know he's going to be in the match, now we've got now problems we can do with it. them. And um, the, the Ziggler thing's a fucking mess. 
Ziggler. I mean, I don't really know what that is. It, it, that's just, the thing. They don't know what it is. Yeah. I mean, there have been a lot of – did you know that, that Dolph Ziggler, after his most recent contract, is like the third – I don't buy highest? it. I don't buy it. It doesn't make sense. It, it, no, I don't buy it. I don't believe that report at all. Why? Because it doesn't make sense that, makes, that he's the third – His if to, to, that he's the third highest paid – wrestler right it doesn't make sense that he's making more than roman reigns that he's making more than almost anybody outside of john cena it doesn't make sense i gotta pull up the list I will, again i will believe that he can make 1.5 million this year i do not believe that his downside guarantee is 1.5 i'll pull that list up again um I, I i'm pretty sure that it was very specific no the one person's report uh justin Bassar's report was that right. other people have said uh, I don't know about this. Well, I would. Justin Passar is a pretty plugged in dude, man. Uh, he's getting. He's also the only person. Uh, other people are coming at him with this Rey Mysterio thing. He's. Uh, what do you mean? Other people are coming at him. Like Meltzer saying he wasn't even backstage. Okay, I mean, I I can't debate. I can't. Yeah, debate I mean, about we, that. we don't Pissarro know. has been right about a lot of things. Um, I I think my guess is something got mixed up, and it's a 1.5 million contract. Assuming he hits things that are pretty reasonable to hit merch sales, a number of pay per view appearances, that sort of thing. But he said, "Yeah, but one, you're basing that off nothing." I want to be really well, clear. No, you're I, just putting out wild it, speculation well, versus I'm, somebody else's report. I'm I'm putting out speculation based on the fact that they don't give that much in downside guarantee unless you're John Cena. They just don't. Um, this would basically be the first time ever that they've done this, and this is Dolph Ziggler we're talking about here, who I, I like, but is not John Cena. Okay, again, all of these things, there's a boatload of stuff that can be involved that I don't, I can't speak to. And I can't speak to what they have in mind for Dolph Ziggler, but the fact that they came back immediately and tossed him into the title picture, and clearly there have been a lot of people oh, that I, have I'm, suggested— I'm sure he got a raise. I, I think he's getting good money. I, I don't think I, he's getting that much money. But you're just saying something. And, and I'm going to be really clear. You're, you're better than this as a reporter. Hold you on. have nothing to base this off of, and you're just saying something. First of all, first of all other people have said this. Yeah, other people have, have nothing to work it on. Other you have than, nothing that you're working than, this off You're of. right. This is my opinion, but it's my opinion based on but contracts that, you, WWE have given out in the past. But you this would be an unprecedented contract for someone to that's an okay. That's an okay opinion to have? Yes. But you're, you're debating someone else's report without any reporting. You have no reporting to I'm back saying, that off of. You're, I'm saying I have a hard time believing it. Correct. I have a very hard okay, time believing I'm, it. I'm not going to do this because that's a dumb world to live in. What we have is what's out there, and we also have the evidence WWE is clearly pushing Dolph Ziggler quickly since bringing him back. They are quickly pushing him into a larger-scale situation. He's, he's has a, he would have a larger downside guarantee than Roman Reigns. Right, but that just might be when the contract came up. Aaron, this is the, the same argument as who's the highest-paid quarterback no, in the NFL. No, it's, but it's different in WWE because they have no one to bid against. Except for the fact they need to make everything look strong because they're about to have TV ratings come up. I understand that, but is Dolph Ziggler the guy who needs to be the you know the biggest contra- one of the biggest downside Again, guarantees they've ever given you up? You don't know that's You're going right. to be the I case don't... in six months. In six months, there might be three people that make more than that because they feel important to keep them around. I it's... have a hard time believing it. Other people, we have one report of this. Right. I understand that. We also have the evidence that the moment he showed back up, they dismissed anything he had done before, pretended like it didn't exist, and immediately pushed him into a higher scale situation on the card. Baron Corbin also is being That's pushed fine. the same way. That's fine. They did the same thing with Baron Corbin. You're right, and I can't answer to that. It has nothing to do with it. But they didn't have to do that with Dolph Ziggler, and it didn't make. But they any... didn't have to do it with Baron Corbin either. They're putting. But they him didn't on the have to clean anything else up with Baron Corbin. Dolph Ziggler had something they needed to clean up, and they just chose not to do it. They literally forced him into something. 
and avoided cleaning up something else the moment that he showed back up. They abandoned anything he had done to that point. Which was weird. Correct. And forced him into a title picture. There's something there. I can't back up anybody's report because I'm not reporting anything. But there's something there, whatever that is. I don't know what that means for any of the parties involved. I don't know if that means that Dolph Ziggler is fast-tracked towards being in a John Cena match at WrestleMania, as some people have suggested could end up being the case. Um... That one, by the way, I don't hate at all. Yeah, I was going to say, that, that, that actually, if you're looking for something to make sense for John Cena, and for whatever reason, Taker's not working, and yeah, okay, you know what? I, I'm I on, love it. I'm in on Ziggler. I love it. I'm in on Ziggler. Apparently, Hang on the Jericho podcast, the word is from Dolph Ziggler that he pushed WWE to say, um, I need to win some of these matches so that if I'm going to be responsible for putting other people over, there's credibility to it. Because part of that report was basically that he's okay with losing as much as Right, but that in order for those losses losses to matter, matter. you have to do some things in order to build a character. That I agree with. Yeah, look, I'm for that. I mean, I'm I'm in favor of it. Let's see. But, again, I still think it's ultimately not the most likely scenario. No. Uh, Anything else from SmackDown that we need to touch on? Um... Right, squad the, the, look good again, which is nice. Wait, yeah, it's it's nice. It's probably ultimately not going to mean much because probably know, Ruby's not, not winning right. at Fastlane. Right. Um, hopefully they, but they're able to at least continue it afterwards. That would be a little bit nice. I don't know what they're doing with the women's picture going into right. Mania. My my guess is it screams just you know six women just put everybody in the match together. That's what it screams to me. But who knows? Maybe something else will happen between now and then. Maybe Oscar will actually end up jumping. Perhaps though after. What happened on Raw? I really doubt that's going to happen. Um, You're getting too personal for her to ju- then jump. Right, ship. I hear you. I hear you. Um, and and Usos and New Day was fantastic oh, because of, of course on. it was. Come on, come on, come on! It's the Usos and the New Day. What the fuck do you think it is? Look, and they also they really have to deal with the Rusev problem. I mean, they have to deal. They have a huge. Well, that's that's why I said him winning the U.S. title. Right. Like you do that at Mania, and you get the pop of all pops. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. All right, very good. When we come back in, Flip Gordon from uh, Ring of Honor is going to check in with us. they got a pretty big event next weekend. We'll find out uh, if he's all in. Yeah, in Vegas. uh, The anniversary show is coming up next weekend. As well as uh, Manhattan Mayhem this weekend. Right. We'll talk to uh, Flip Gordon next. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron. This is Jobbing Out. Hammer and Nails Grooming Shop for Guys is now open in the Owings Mills Metro Center. At Hammer and Nails, they offer hand and foot grooming, barbering, and straight razor shaves, all in a relaxed man cave nirvana. You get your own TV and remote, top-of-the-line noise-canceling headphones, and a complimentary beverage, all while you kick back in a seat that has been custom-crafted with your comfort being the number one priority. Trust me when I say this is a -a one-of-a-kind experience that will have you feeling like a modern-day king at Hammer and Nails, now open in the Owings Mills Metro Center. Back in here for segment number three of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and no AJ for this segment, but that's all right, because we can do better than that. In fact, we can get one of the most exciting professional wrestlers on the face of the planet. A couple of big events coming up. For Ring of Honor, including Manhattan Mayhem this weekend, and then the 16th anniversary pay-per-view next weekend in Vegas. Joining us now, a man who's going to be a big part of both of those cards. And as I said, dude, it's just a whole hell of a lot of fun to watch perform. He is Flip Gordon, and he joins us now here on Jobbing Out. Flip, it's good to talk to you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. 
Of course. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm Absolutely. Absolutely, dude. There's so much we want to talk about with you. First of all, let's start with this weekend. Let's start with Manhattan. Like, obviously, are you like, are you stacking the vote to make sure that the stipulation ends up being you can get onto the all-in card? You know, I've been doing my part. I've been pushing <laughs> for all my fans to vote for me for the stipulation to be all-in. If I beat Cody, I'm all-in. I have no doubt in my mind that the fans are going to vote in my favor for that stipulation. So I'm just focusing on the match itself. I've been studying a lot of film. I've been studying Cody. Um, and I'm ready. I've never been more ready uh, for an opportunity in my life. How, how wild is this? Did the all-in thing, obviously you've been on Being the Elite a number of times already. That's how this whole thing got started. And you were putting it where you have a stipulation to get on this show at a Ring of Honor show when Ring of Honor isn't technically involved in all-in. Like, this wild. is just wild right now. Oh, it's absolutely nuts. Um, it's such a big part of 2018. Uh, when you think back on this year, you're going to think back on events like this one, Ring of Honor, uh, Manhattan Mayhem. You're going to look back on event like All In. The Bucks and Cody are putting on this event that's going to be something like nothing else the world of professional wrestling has ever seen. And for me to have the opportunity to just be a part of it is going to be huge. Uh, so that's why I want to be a part of it so much. Um, dude, I, just for the entire world of like professional wrestling, for everything that you guys do, how important is this moment as All In is concerned? Like, How important is it for everyone to show the world what types of performers you are and what type of sort of fever there is for great professional wrestling, even if it doesn't have, say, the monetary backing of you know a certain other company? Super important. I mean, you're looking at a show that's looking to sell 10,000 tickets. So you've got to think that card's going to have the best of the best wrestlers in the world on that card. So to even be considered to be a part of that show is already an honor. And so to be a part of it is going to be absolutely insane. Dude. I mean, they've only announced, what, like five or six people that are already booked for the show? Right. Only one person that's not been part of the Bullet Club, and that's Tess Blanchard, who's a third-generation superstar. That's a pretty big so deal if you end up being the next one. Yeah. 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 So this weekend, if I beat Cody, or should I say when I beat Cody, because I'm a pretty confident guy, <laughs> um, I'm going to be the second non Bullet Club member to be announced for this all in super show. So when you beat Cody, who are you challenging at all in? Ooh, I haven't even thought that far. I've just been focusing on this match with Cody. I haven't even really thought of who I would want to face or what kind of match I'd want to be in. Um, like I said, any match on that card is going to be a special is going to be a special spot. So, you know, regardless of the stipulation, just the fact that at a show like Manhattan Mayhem, which is one of the bigger shows of the year, you're facing Cody, who has become you know this huge name in all of wrestling. What, what does that mean to you, just to have a, a spotlight match like that? Oh, it's a huge spotlight. Uh, there's a lot of eyes on this match. There's a lot of eyes on this show. Anything Cody does is going to have a lot of eyes on. Um, so it's it's time for me to shine. It's time for me to show the world what I can do. And what better match than in a match against Cody at Manhattan Mayhem for Ring of Honor. 
All right. I've got a lot of questions. I have so many important things. First of all, Flip Gordon is with us here on Jobbing Out. Flip, I'm imagining that Baltimore holds a, a very special place in your heart considering it's, if I remember correctly, where you made your Ring of Honor debut. I was there. Yes. How much do you remember about being here and, and facing Matt side all that night and just the fever for Ring of Honor? Like, in a way, Baltimore has sort of been like an unofficial <laughs> hometown for Ring of Honor for a number of years. How much do you remember about that night? Oh, I remember that night like it was yesterday. It was so crazy. Um, I was so excited. I was so hungry. I'm still so hungry. Um, but I learned so much from that match that I still think about to this day. I remember the feedback I got from uh, producers and <clears throat> the like the the bookers and everybody. Hey, dude, you got to remember there's cameras out there. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> this, is, this is a television show now. You're not going up there wrestling. You got to remember, this is a television show, and you got to you got to step up. There's lots of people that want your spot that you just took. Um, so you got to you got to you got to do your best. You got to you got to grow here, and it pushed me to a completely other level. I think since I've been with Ring of Honor, I think it's helped me learn so much at an even faster rate than I was learning when I was on the Indies. That was a little less than a year ago at this point, and already, you know, you have the match with Cody, you have a match with Hiromu Takahashi That's at a the pretty 16th good one. anniversary That's a pretty show. Good one. You are being, you know, you are being shot straight to the moon here. Did you expect to rise this quickly in Ring of Honor? Um, I didn't, because I, I don't expect anything in this business. Everything in this business you have to work for. Um, but I, I came into Ring of Honor with the motivation uh, to be a top guy, I want to be one of the guys that's going to be spot, have the spotlight on. I want to be the best. I strive to be the best, and I want to do whatever it takes to learn as much as I can to become one of the best. Obviously, I didn't think it was going to happen all this fast, right. but I knew it was definitely possible. Um, and I'm just going to keep as hungry as I have been. That way, this isn't the best of Flip Gordon you've seen yet. I'm still just getting started. Where is Kalispell, Montana? Uh, it's in the northwest corner of Montana. It's uh, near Flathead Lake. So, give me your background because, it, it, like, if I remember correctly, you're actually you were born in Massachusetts, right? Yeah, I was born in South Weymouth, Massachusetts, and when I was a couple months years, uh, a couple months old, uh, my mom moved me to Montana, where okay. she was from, and I literally grew up. Ever since I can remember in Montana. How does someone go from – because I, I, like, I, I know a lot of things. I don't think of Kalispell, Montana as like a hotbed <laughs> for professional wrestling. So how does someone go from growing up there to, to getting their name out there and ending up in the place that you're at at this point in your career? Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah, there was really no wrestling in Montana. Um I remember I used to get picked on for being a wrestling fan. There was hardly ever even wrestling fans. In was Montana. everybody just doing the rodeo or something? Is that all everybody's doing in Montana? Yeah, or amateur wrestling. Okay. And so, I mean, I got into amateur wrestling when I was in junior high and then in high school. Um, then after high school, I got in gymnastics for a little bit. And then I was the mascot in college. And then finally I decided, I was like, you know what? I'm done talking about this dream that I have. I want to chase this dream. I don't want to be like one of those people who's like, oh, what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, I wanted to be this. I wanted to be able to say, I did this, you know? 
And so it was time to put my money where my mouth was. And I literally packed up everything I owned and I moved across the country. And the first place I went was the New England Pro Wrestling Academy. And I literally walked in the door, asked how much it cost. And I first, that was the first, literally the first place I wanted to go because that's how much I wanted it. That's cool, man. And then I just, I just learned as much as I could about the business. Uh, from in ring, out of ring, presentation, how to carry yourself, social media, um, anything that I knew that would help me with my career, I studied it with a passion. And here we are, less it's than working. years later, <laughs> and it, it was worth it. It all paid off. And and you also did that while also being part of the National Guard, right? Yeah, I mean, for the first two years, I was National Guard. I still had National Guard. Uh, but for the first two years, I had a full-time job. I was working Monday through Friday. Holy crap. Every weekend, I was wrestling. I remember one time I wrestled in uh, Pennsylvania on a Sunday, and I literally had to drive all the way back. And I got had 30 minutes. Uh, I got to work 30 minutes before my shift started with no <laughs> sleep. sat down at my desk, and it was like, the worst day ever. But it, you got to do those drives. you got to get your name out there, and you got to travel. If you're not traveling, you're not going to learn. You're wrestling the same guys in front of the same people and you're just gonna you're gonna peak you're gonna cap out and you're not gonna reach your full potential and i didn't want that to happen okay but tell me now like when you go back to do duty you're flip gordon like ring of honor wrestler showing back up for national guard duty what's that like how many of the guys like know you and like do you deal now with like fans when you report back for duty no i mean like they know obviously they know what i do and they're very supportive because they're very helpful. They let me pretty much say, like, I just had to, I was supposed to go in next week for Army, but I'm leaving early for Vegas. So I just called them. I was like, hey, can I come in these dates instead? So they work with me so That's well. That's cool. Nice. And I think part of the Army has helped keep me grounded because when I go there, I'm just a normal person. I'm not, oh, hey, look, it's Ring of Honor Superstar, Flip Gordon. It's, no, it's just, this is Travis Lopes, you know, specialist in the army. Dude, that's awesome. I mean, that's cool. that's so cool, man. Like, is it something that it's a big deal to you that I, I don't know what your your service commitment is, but is it something that no matter where this path takes you, you want to keep trying to do that somehow? Um, actually, I'm actually I only have two months left in the, okay. in the National Guard, and then I'm deciding to get out and pursue wrestling full-time that's understandable yeah (laughs) and but the military has been such a huge part of my life and part of my career and it's helped me so much and i'll always forever be grateful for the opportunities that the army has presented me not only in the civilian side the military side but also the professional wrestling side that's cool man because it's given me an opportunity to show the fans a different side of me and i've been able to incorporate my background into my character, which has been really cool. That's really cool. I mean, it's it's super cool. It's an amazing thing, man. That's that is awesome. Um, as I'm thinking about your confidence and getting ready to beat Cody, like you've actually done it before, right? I have. Um, I beat him in a triple threat match for the Northeast Wrestling Heavyweight Championship back in November. I mean, so, so at this point, so right? Like it's you, easy. You, you can just kind of start looking toward right. toward 16th anniversary. You got this all yeah, wrapped right? up. This is easy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he does have my number, though, because he won a singles match for Northeast Wrestling last year. 
And then we faced off in the triple threat in Ireland as well, and I did not win that match. So he does have a win over me in a singles match, and I don't have that over him yet. But he's never beaten you in America. No, he's beaten me in America. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I got you. I got you. But uh, speaking of Charlie, you you mentioned Ireland, and you guys just came back from Japan, the uh, the Honor Rising tour. How cool was that to uh, wrestle over there in front of that crowd? Oh my gosh, it was such an amazing feeling. I couldn't help but just as soon as I came out from my entrance, I was like, I I had to soak it all in. I just couldn't help but smile. Uh, It was the happiest I've ever been. It was one of the funnest times I've ever had, and it made me fall in love with professional wrestling all over again. And I'm already so in love with it. So it's 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 very special and to say that I went to Japan under three years is crazy. I never thought it was possible, but that's, I did it. That's awesome. Flip Gordon, just another minute or two with him here on jobbing out from Ring of Honor. All right, Flip, give me the coolest um either person that you found out knew who you were. Like the moment that you're like, Oh my god, this guy knows who I am. I can't believe that this is real or like the coolest thing that you've gotten because you're a professional wrestler, like the just the coolest moment that you had away from the ring, away from away from facing Cody Rhodes, away from that, just the coolest moment that you have where like, oh my God, this really is a thing. I'm really doing this. Oh, there's just, oh, there's so many. It's been such a fun journey. Um, the first time I met Mick Foley, yeah, um, <laughs> Mick Foley endorsed me on Twitter, and it was after it was after a Northeast wrestling show, believe it or not. Um, and he's been a good friend of mine ever since. Um, I was on the Taz show once, and I was a huge Taz fan growing up. That's as a cool. Kid. Uh, so for that to happen was was absolutely nuts. And then uh, my I think one of my highlights is wrestling in Mysterio. Um, it was such a cool thing, and it's something I dreamed about since I was a kid that I never thought would really happen, and it did. I mean... And now, this weekend, before, actually, Manhattan Mayhem, I'm teaming up with Rey Mysterio. Holy oh. crap! <laughs> Where's that? Yeah, so, it's a uh, Northeast Wrestling uh, WrestleFest um, for uh, Northeast Wrestling. It's in Waterbury, Connecticut, so... Wow! Are, are you just gonna stand in the corner and be like, I, I kind of don't want to be tagged in here. I just want to, <laughs> I want to watch this guy work. It, yeah, I'm excited. It's gonna be a lot of fun, and I've been on tours in Mexico with him. Um, so it's really cool because he knows who I am, which is like, it's, it's cool. That's cool. <laughs> even man. even I uh, did an interview with ESPN uh, last week, and he even had very nice things to say about me in the interview. Holy that, shit. So, right? Very, very cool. <laughs> yeah, that, that's yeah, not that a does bad not place suck. to be. <laughs> that does not suck, dude. Right? Like, that's Ray Mysterio you're talking about. <laughs> Holy hell, man. That's amazing. That's amazing. All right, so now give me the one. Who is it that's still out there that you say, you know, I'd either want to have the opportunity to work with them or if this person just acknowledged my existence I'm pretty sure that would be enough for me. Like that would just be the the height of everything that's still out there. Before it's all said and done, I need to have a match with John Cena. Wow, cool. I like it. I, mean, I like it. It's a, I mean, it'd be a pretty big deal. Like, and also there's the Massachusetts thing, right? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, he was like one of my like first. It was Eddie, then Eddie passed, and then Cena took over, and it was. During the, it was the Cena era that I grew up in. He was the top guy. He yeah. was the guy that he liked. 
Um, obviously, we're both from Massachusetts. Uh, we get compared a lot, not only because of our military gimmicks, but because I guess we have very close features that people confuse. Um, but I think it would, I think it would be a fun match, and I know I would learn so much from just sharing the ring with them, even if it's a tag match. I don't even care. I just want to. It's so funny you say that because I'm like looking at a picture of you now and I'm like, oh, you know yeah. what? <laughs> like, I, well, when you said compare, I was like, styles wise, no, you couldn't get too but, much farther, but, but looks wise, yeah, absolutely. Like, I can kind of see a little bit of that in the face. Like, I can kind of see. It's funny because I joke about it on Twitter sometimes that he's my dad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's working for Jason Jordan and Kurt Angle, right? Like, why don't we? Why don't we think about that moving forward? There we go. He oh, is looking for a WrestleMania opponent. When that storyline started, um, I was in Mexico, and I thought it was so funny that I just, I took a picture with my arm around the air, and I was like, took a picture with my dad. (laughs) It was pretty funny. I thought I was clever. That's good. That's a good bit. That's really good. That's really good. All right. Before we let you go, you just mentioned Twitter. I do have to ask something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. About, uh, was it, two or three weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, you kind of started a stir on Twitter when uh, you were giving your views, just kind of joke. It seemed like you were joking a little bit about the whole, you know, round earth, flat earth thing. Can you kind of clarify <laughs> everything that was going on there? So uh, I saw something by Tesla that it said they shot a car into space and it was passing the earth. And all I initially said was that it was fake. That's all I said. And people just started like, oh, you're a flat earther, you're a flat earther. <laughs> so I just started rolling with it. And I just, I'm, I like to troll. Um, obviously, I trolled like a few months ago about going to NXT and like all this other stuff. If people are going to give me ammo to shoot, I'm going to shoot it. Because <laughs> it's just free publicity. Now, that's it's a great free point. Attention. And now I'm, I, I have a t-shirt coming out with evil flip standing on top of a flat earth. I'm probably yes. going to turn it into bobbleheads. I'm going to turn it into bunnies. Oh, wait. If you make bobbleheads, I'm totally gonna buying one. that. Going to need one. Yeah. We- going to need one. I mean, just in general, we need more bobbleheads in wrestling. Oh, that is tremendous. That's what I'm saying. But so I'm turning this whole flat earth thing that would start off as a complete joke, and I use it. And now I'm going to use it to make money, hopefully. Dude, that's a 10. That's, that's a 10. Right. <laughs> well done. Well done, man. All right, Manhattan Mayhem uh, coming up on Saturday night. And then next Friday, it's the 16th anniversary show. And the whole weekend, the 16th anniversary show in Las Vegas, ROHwrestling.com. In order to find out more, Flip, let's run down what we can plug for you, dude. Uh, social media, Twitter, Instagram, T-shirts. What all can we plug for you, man? Heck yeah, man. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, it's all the same, at the Flip Gordon. Um, Pro Wrestling Tees are at ProWrestlingTees.com slash the Flip Gordon. I got three brand new t-shirts that just hit uh, within the last week. Go check them out. Uh, one is, two of them actually for my Japan debut. Um, one of them is to help me get booked for All In. Um, and then also, I'm going to plug this real quick if that's fine. I yeah. actually just Got a huge sponsorship with Front Style, um, which awesome. is a military uh, apparel company. So I'm I'm really excited about that because they have a huge following. Um, it's it's ran and operated by a former military, which is so cool, and I'm so uh, grateful to be a part of this. That's dope. Uh, this company now, so I'm very excited. That's dope, dude. Very cool. That's a Grunt Style. That's awesome, man. It's very cool to hear that. 
Yo, this is a lot of fun, man. We'd love to do this again with you uh, a little bit later on. You are so much fun to watch perform, bro. We can't wait to see you this weekend, next weekend for some uh, some big events. And then, obviously, we can't wait to see it all in because we know it's happening. That's just the way it is. It's happening. Thank you, Flip, for taking the time. Of course, guys. Thank you so much for having me, and I hope to talk to you guys again soon. Great stuff, man. Uh, very cool. Enjoyed that conversation. Dude, he's he's a star. I mean, oh, like, yeah. he's a freaking star, Flip Gordon. Um, I don't know where he's going to be in the next It's show. funny. We, we saw him at uh, What Culture last year That's right. at Mania. That's right. And, uh, in, a, in an elementary school hall, basically, yeah. is where we saw him. Um, but, no, he's a freaking star, man. Oh, yeah. He's incredible. No question about it. So, he's he's a, that, that Takahashi match. Like, the Cody match is going to be good because of how big yeah, it is Cody, and how right? cool. Yeah. But as far as what a match is, that Takahashi match yeah, uh, in yeah. Vegas is going to be insane. All right. Uh, let's wind down for the week. We'll get a quick count in. Some stuff that we haven't had the opportunity to talk about that we need to talk about. Uh, Aaron, we always let you go off the reservation to start things off. Where are you taking us? Yeah. Uh, well, I mentioned Japan. mentioned Hiromu and Takahashi. So let's stay in Japan. And we got, you know... We saw the Golden Lovers team up for uh, the first time. The, for those that don't know who the Golden Lovers Kota are. Kota Ibushi yes. and Kenny Omega. Yes. Um, by the way, there's all sorts of videos. There's all sorts of stuff about the, the full relationship delving into the past that have popped up. Kind of just Google it, look at it, because okay. there are some fantastic videos detailing it. Um, for those who don't know, they're legitimately like, you know, they came up together. They were in, It was mainly a thing in DDT. They were a team... The Golden Lovers thing is not really, you know, in kayfabe, there's some truth to it. This is almost somewhat a homosexual angle here where okay. the, those guys are, are legitimately in love somewhat. Okay. Which is, you know, it's kind of cool to see them do it somewhat, right? Like they haven't gone out and made out with each other. Yeah. But, but there are things in there that well, are – At least not on screen. Not on screen, <laughs> right. That's I'm saying in character as of now. Right. Um, so you you have that going on. Meanwhile, you also they've they had the match. It was great. And they were together. And they were completely in sync despite not having tagged together in like five years. So it's wonderful. Uh, you also have the thing with the Bullet Club going on. Obviously, Cody and Kenny are battling for the supremacy of Bullet Club. Kenny hasn't completely given up on that yet. So you have that. And then you had a, a promo after their match, uh, Cody and Kenny's the Golden Lovers, where Kenny said, "We're the best tag team in the world." How interesting. Kenny's some of his best friends are yep. the Young Bucks. I had heard of them. The Young Bucks didn't take kindly to that. They were hmm. fine with them teaming up on being the elite. They had together. They had a little powwow, right. and we were like, we're, we're all cool with this. They did not like the fact that uh, the Golden Lovers said they were the best tag team in the world. Hmm. Hmm. Now, here was the problem with it. The Golden Lovers are heavyweights right now in New Japan, and they, they keep this separate. The Young Bucks are junior heavyweights. Well, the Young Bucks came out and said, you know what? Not anymore. We are now heavyweights. Ooh. So for the first time in New Japan, the Young Bucks have left the junior heavyweight division to move to the heavyweight division, which means new tag opponents for yeah. them for the first time in quite a while, which is awesome. And they announced the, I assume it's going to be the main event of Strong Style Evolved, that show in Long Beach is going to be the Golden Lovers versus the Young well, Bucks. Well, that doesn't suck. That does it's not gonna be suck. like it, it makes you wonder why the hell did they run a four or five thousand seat venue if that was yeah, gonna right? be your main that's, event because that great. was going to be you know even though you have mania in two weeks that was going to be the match of wrestling for that month span that's pretty cool that's pretty freaking cool um and it's in Long Beach it's in Long Beach Man. yeah I it's know. not a big not a big hall um no, it's, it's like five thousand yeah. about well. That doesn't suck. I don't know what else to say. I, I, I kind of want to go. I'm all, I'm all on board. You, you add I'm that to it because Mysterio Liger is also on that card? Right. Yeah. I, oh, all right. Well. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. <laughs> okay. Which is interesting. I guess they would. I guess if, if Mysterio is coming back to WWE, they would just let him 
finish out all yeah. of his obligations. I mean, he's facing Liger. That's something, you yeah, know, it's right. not like he's getting involved with Kenny or something like that. So, All right. Um, a couple other things. I, I, we'll, touch, we'll actually try to touch on all of these. Um, we didn't talk last week about Jeff Jarrett going into the Hall of Fame. Um, it's interesting, certainly, considering where these parties have been. Right. Considering Jeff Jarrett attempted to be... Well, competition to the WWE for a little while. Before that, the way he left well, WWF the last time, where he was holding up Vince correct. for money, and correct. they hated each other. Well, and Vince, remember when they when they bought WCW, he very proudly came Good. on that first Set episode, Jeff double Jared G, Tom. double O, double yeah. N, double E. You know, yeah. like, did that whole bit. Like they, that was not a bit. They hated each other. No, oh, I know, I know they did. And well, I mean, Jeff Jarrett attempted to compete with the right. WWE. Um, now, th- look, so did Vince Russo, so did Eric Bischoff, so did, there's plenty of people that have attempted to compete with the WWE that have ended up back. Everybody, what do we always say? Everybody comes back. Everybody comes back. Who did we just talk about this with recently? We talked about it with somebody. Uh, I don't know, but it was, it could have been anybody because anyone can come yeah, back. Somebody, uh, Matt Seidel maybe is who we were talking Seidel about. Seidel or, I mean, you say it about Punk, you say it about everybody, everyone yeah, comes everyone's back. Everyone's always going to come back. The weird thing is, you know, usually when this happens... You know, where someone think about like the warrior that that was kind of the the big thing that, oh, my gosh, anything can happen here. There's value there in having the warrior headline Hall of Fame. This one's an interesting one because on the surface, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of value okay. in Jeff. You Jarrett. say that there are places in the country where Jeff Jarrett is still a big deal. Um, in the South, the Jarrett family is significant. It's a significant family in the South. Now, New Orleans isn't necessarily the South. Right. Like it's a different. It's the bayou. It, yeah. Um, but it's not far. You know what I mean? Like, it's not far from the south, and it's not far from a place where people really do care about Jeff Jarrett and really, really do care about his dad. So I, don't, I wouldn't completely dismiss the value of it for, in some places of the country that it's a big deal Well, I, I Jeff one, Jarrett. It's more I'm wondering, is there a, also a, well, another know, hidden I know that's what you're getting to, is that, or that you think that there could be a role for Jeff Jarrett. Not, either that or there's some sort of tape library or there, there's some oh, sort of order. hidden – well, value in there. Does Jeff Jarrett own the tape library for well, I'm Impact? Not, I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about like USWA. I'm talking about like the oh, Jarrett family and oh, what, okay. what they own and okay. stuff like that. I, I'm wondering if there's something there. Somehow Jarrett and Vince want to work together in some way. Yeah, I hear you. Um, and there's certainly a possibility of that. And you alluded to the idea of an on-air role before. And, you know, sure, there could be – there could be something there. I mean, at, at this point, I'm more just looking. Oh my God, how do you get out of the Kurt Angle situation? No, I, I hear you. It's, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely rough. I mean, it's, there's no question about that. I told you guys when I was backstage at whatever that show was. What was the Extreme, Extreme Rules? I went over to Kurt, who I've had on. We had on this show. I've had right. on basically every show I've ever done in my life. I've had Kurt Angle on. In fact, one time he did an hour with Chad Dukes and I while he was in the waiting room when his kid was being born. Right. He did an hour with us. And, and I was like, well, there's no chance he's forgotten about that. You know what I mean? Like, you're in the, I, I remember when my kids were born, I remember a lot of things every about – Every second. Of, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Now, that's, now that I think about it, not entirely true. Like, I don't remember every second. But I would remember – But if you did an hour-long interview – Yeah, I would remember, it, remember exactly. That. Right. Yeah. I would remember those types of things about those days. And so I'm like, well, he definitely remembers that. I'm going to go over. And I went over to talk to him, and he – it was – it was really like talking to a ghost. I mean, it was – it was talking to somebody who wasn't there. Yeah. And look, he's been through a lot. He's been through a lot. Right. So it does not stun me. And in fairness, when he's performed, when he's actually wrestled, he's looked fine. Um, you know, he's not. You're always worried about it because, yes, you know, correct. one bad thing, he's going to no die. But as far as how he looks, absolutely. It's been. And that's the problem is that he still does the same stuff. And you're just right. like, why are you doing that? It's just been the speaking roles that 
look, that's tough for anybody. That's tough for somebody who hasn't been through addiction and major injury and, you know, the number of things that Kurt Angle has been through. It's really tough for Kurt Angle. Yeah. Um, and it's been a struggle. So he's, he's so well-liked. He's so popular that you hate the idea of not having a role for him. But I just don't think a you, prominent I was going to say, yeah, you don't right make now. it a role where you need to talk. Yeah, no doubt. All right. Um, the other thing that we wanted to get into, Brock Lesnar apparently hanging out with Dana White. Dana White uh, trolls everybody by posting a picture with Brock Lesnar on Sunday night during the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, or right before it, I think it was. Right. Um, I think it was like right at eight. Yeah. yeah. Um, look, there's nothing surprising here. The UFC will take back Brock Lesnar whenever they can get Brock Lesnar back. Yes. That's the reality of this situation because the UFC needs stars. And Brock Lesnar, despite the fact that he's old and despite the fact that he probably shouldn't be competing in a major sports corporation any longer, is still a viable star. And so it comes off a little bellatory of them you know what i mean that they're still so well that's where they're at right now except if they were you wonder why they wouldn't just let chael sonnen keep wrestling or keep you know competing right Fair. like that's the I, honestly it's because they don't want to be viewed that way but they're but that's, legitimately that way if at you that do point. this with brock lesnar that's who you are you know brock lesnar you could say you know i mean he won the he fight won the, he right won the last fine, fight but, he's still mm. you know you you write off the thing that you know the diver di, di, diverticulitis yeah. yes, right I always, yes I always struggle with that word I hear you but um you know you can write that off and frame it in a way where it's not you know suddenly it's giving CM Punk pretty, a title shot it's still pretty Bellator dude oh it it's is, still pretty but you know what that's where they're at right now you know the funny thing is that's what's made Bellator a company like you're right Bellator is viable because you're like dude I know I should I should know better than to be watching these guys like why in the world am I sitting here watching these guys compete that I know are not not good because enough it's anymore. a train wreck and you want to watch it. I just and watched power. Roy fucking Nelson a couple yes. Friday nights ago. Yes. I watched Roy Big Country Nelson and his man tits flopping around. Nothing wrong with man tits. I sure know. Um, I watched Roy Nelson's man tits flying around the ring because you just can't help yourself. Right. And so I get it. I get why it is they want Brock Lesnar. I am sure. The only question is if they get Brock Lesnar back, will it be Brock Lesnar takes time away from the WWE or will it be the same thing as it was last time where – they work out something where he can do both. That's the only question. There is no debating the fact that Brock Lesnar is going to fight for the UFC once again. I mean, it's just there's never been a debate about that. Right. If he's willing to do it, the UFC sure as shit wants him to do it. I, I think the more question is, is there going to be the relationship with WWE? That's, or, that's, I was going to say, or if, does he just walk away from WWE that, for a couple of years? That's all it is. That's yeah. the entirety of the question. Uh, right. And my guess is actually it may not be two years, but I, I think he does – break away for at least a short time he won't re-sign before, while his contract's still going that's my guess okay interesting yeah. i mean I, if you can get them both i guess the question is why not if you can get a deal if you can go to both companies and say look this is what i want to do you let me do it i'll show up a couple times a year you know I, there'd be some injury built in some right. claws i get if you're the ufc it's probably more significant the wwe can live without brock lesnar the UFC can't bill a Brock Lesnar fight that then falls apart because he got an injury competing in WWE. That's really bad for them. That's problematic because it is a money fight and there's no Brock Lesnar replacement. As they're, find and as they're finding out, whenever something ha goes wrong with the main event, the card usually ends up real bad. Because they don't have that depth anymore. 
All right, good stuff. Very good. Uh, Aaron, do you have anything coming up? Uh, I guess let's just go do the whole, the whole thing, right? We already yeah, did uh, I, I, plus. Yeah, I, I'm at Twitter at the AOster. Yes. We are on Twitter at Jobbing Out Show. The sh- you can email us, jobbingoutshow at gmail.com. Uh, don't have anything completely in the works. I'm going down to Florida this weekend. So, uh, yeah. Very good. I'm on Twitter at Glenn Clark Radio. GlennClarkRadio.com is my website. Thanks again to Flip Gordon for joining us. Enjoyed that a great deal. We're going to chat with uh, Chris Nowinski. Uh, Chris Harvard will join us next week. We're going to talk a little bit of wrestling and a little bit of uh, football as well cool. with Chris Harvard next week on the show. Looking forward we to We've got that. a couple of things that are fun in the works over the next few weeks. Oh, do we? Yeah. Something good? Well, you know, something fun. What do you mean? It's, it's good. It's all good. What's oh, not, you mean what's because... What's not good? Yes. Because, okay. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm, what's not good on this show? I thought that you were like teasing something big. No, I said something fun. I, I, I know, but saying, like when you said it without saying who it was, I was like, oh, oh. Is well, there something maybe in the works? That see, I, I just don't like saying it and then somehow well, they I got cancel a, on us. Well, no, I, hear you. I got a yes from somebody, like somebody that's prominent. I got a yes from, right? Like absolutely. Like, okay, I can tell you this. I know Mick Foley's coming on the show at some point, right? He's coming to MCW Arena. They just wanted to do it a little bit closer to the show. I'm trying to push for WrestleMania week because it's also around his DC show. Right. So I'm working on nailing that down. But I was given a yes on Mick Foley. I was also given a yes by somebody else that I don't want to say anything about. Because it falls underneath the WWE purview, and I never know what's going to happen with that. Right. So I was told directly, yes, and we had discussed the possibility of doing it rainy a week, but... We don't know. It's just not... I, I can't... There are things out of our hands. Unfortunately, that's yes. the way that it always ends up working. All right, uh, very good. So for Flip Gordon, for AJ, and for Aaron Oster, I'm Glenn Clark. This has been Jobbing Out. Jobbing